purpose of Ramadan is also self-love and self-care. We live in a world where we're so busy all the time and we're just like work takes over, gym takes over. And in that one month, because you're focusing on your spiritual side and getting close to God, that self-reflection helps you find yourself again. You're still working in that month and you're still doing everything you normally do. But it's like your soul is just taking a break and it's just like, this is me and I forgot who I was in all these 11 months. Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Diversifying Data. I am your host Raki Sharma and today I have a very, very special guest with me. Uh, Halima Idris is our B2B marketing manager at Kubrick and um, Halima, we're here to discuss Ramadan actually and I'm really, really excited to, to dive into it and to hopefully share some amazing stories. This is the month of Ramadan and then following that period it's Eid that you celebrate. So I was wondering if you could start by telling uh, some of our listeners, what is uh, Ramadan and why do Muslims observe it? So firstly, from a personal perspective, I feel like it's a month of self-care, self-reflection and self-love in a way. Mm. Um, And when I explain a bit more about Ramadan, it will make more sense. But it's the ninth month in the Islamic calendar. And the way the Islamic calendar works is it goes on the moon rather than the calendar months yeah so every year it will go back 10 days because it every time there's a new moon the new month starts mm-hmm. um so sometimes we'll have really short fasts yeah and sometimes we'll have really long ones oh. uh, now we're in the period of like semi-long ones oh no um but yeah so it is split into three stages so there's 29 to 30 days the first stage is uh mercy so in those 10 days we focus on not just asking God to be merciful to us, but also trying to be merciful ourselves. So being compassionate towards others, focusing on kindness. It's something we should do all year round. Um, But it's just emphasized in that 10 days. And in those 10 days, um, when you're connecting with God, you focus on the merciful side. Mm. Um, But also you try your best to be compassionate and merciful to others. I mean, if you're asking for something, you want to do that in return for others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then the second stage is forgiveness. So Mm -hmm. those 10 days we focus on asking God for forgiveness, but also it's a time of reflection on forgiving others. Um, Mm -hmm. It's easy to ask for forgiveness, but then if you're stubborn, I'll be honest with you, I was quite (laughs) stubborn. Um, But now I'm a believer in forgive, but don't forget. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So I feel like making sure that someone doesn't hurt you again is in its own place, but at the same time, forgiving is a really big thing. And I know I can't sleep at night if I upset someone. So yeah. it's like, just forgive people because you don't know what, by forgiving someone, like how much it uh, changes you as a person yeah. and makes you a bigger person. And then the last stage is, so those 10 days are seeking refuge from hellfire and just asking God for protection against bad and evil. Um, and again, uh, being kind to others yeah. and taking care of others. Um, but also the Muslims believe that in the last 10 nights of Ramadan, on one of the odd nights, uh, the first verse of the Quran was revealed. Throughout those 30 days, you're still focusing on everything, but it's kind of like this extra focus on those specific things. Right, right. And going back to the self-love, self-reflection thing, I yeah. feel like it helps you as a person kind of like recharge for the next 11 months on 
how you are merciful to others, how you are compassionate towards others, how you're kind towards others. Yeah. And then you move into the forgiveness and it's like, okay, when you're kind, it helps you forgive. And mm. so it kind of, it's like a journey through. Yeah. But then that's also like a small journey of what is coming for the year. Yeah. Um, and just as you start to lose it, then Ramadan then comes Ramadan again. Comes again. I <laughs> love, yeah, I think that's brilliant, though, because I've never heard it likened to because you hear about the challenges around it, which we'll yeah. get into as well. And, you know, how how you do juggle the reality of life with with something that is akin to taking a pause from it and how yeah. you juggle that together. But I love the element of self-love and self-care because, you know, in our podcast, we really touch on the fact that how do we you know cope with even the diversity that, that we face this is an element of that yeah. where you know you have to be accommodating of yeah. all sorts of things and try and give yourself that self-love try and give other people around you the space to work differently yeah. and this is an element of that so um you know I, I wanted to ask you uh in in light of that I'm going to jump a, a little bit I want to get straight into the challenges actually and then work backwards um so what challenges would you say Muslims face when when observing Ramadan? And especially, I'd say, maybe touching on the work environment and, and what maybe we can do to make it more, uh, to facilitate an easier working environment. Uh, just to go back slightly, mm. um, because I didn't really mention this, part of Ramadan is obviously fasting from sunrise to sunset. Yes. And in that time, you can't eat or drink. Uh, and there's a few other things which you can't do. But uh, again, that's not restricted. So... If you're menstruating, you can't fast because you need nutrients. Uh, if you're pregnant, you can't fast because you need food and yeah. drink. Um, if you're ill, you don't have to fast. Um, you can take your medication and look after yourself. But as a way of compensating for mm -hmm. that, you would you have to pay for one person's meal, a poor person's meal per day for mm -hmm. each day you don't fast. Yeah. And for example, if I'm in the middle of fasting and I vomit, yeah, I can't fast. Yeah, my fast invalidated, and I can eat and drink. Same if if I lose more than a mouthful of blood. So like if I cut myself, obviously I'm injured. Yeah, so your fast invalidated. But the reason why I bring that up is then to obviously go into the challenges. Mm. Um, so in terms of challenges, one is what I'm feeling right now is thirst. Yeah, <laughs> because you can't drink. Um, and the same is hunger. Um, but. Although you're hungry and thirsty and very tired mm. because the lack of sleep, those challenges kind of become points of reflection and uh, bettering yourself. Yeah. So, for example, one of the big things in Ramadan is, you know, like all year round, we're told not to sin, don't backbite, don't lie, don't cheat. Yeah. But when you're hungry or thirsty or like drained and you feel really angry all of a sudden that hunger reminds you to stay calm. Mm. It's like these, they're like these points where it, it's constant reminders to be good. Yeah. So every time like you're about to talk bad about someone and you have no energy to even like complain. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm hungry, I'm tired. Don't complain, just stay quiet. Yeah. Um. So although they're challenges, they're also like barriers to stop you from doing things that you shouldn't be doing, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I so it's, it's a really beautiful thing. So although they are challenges, they are kind of positives in a way. But then if we move on to challenges from a work perspective, mm -hmm. uh, one thing that's like a known thing in the Muslim community and any Muslim who's listening will probably relate to this yeah. is not even water. <laughs> um, so usually like anyone who's not Muslim, anytime 
you talk to them about or, or they know you're fasting they'll be like you can't even have water yeah <laughs> and i feel like there's not been a single year where i haven't heard that comment and i mean it's it's nice because obviously they're interested but i feel like one of the biggest challenges is when you're refraining from things um i personally feel like it's you don't you shouldn't expect everyone to know about it because yeah. i'll be honest i don't know much about judaism or christianity yeah. um so it's completely fair for people not to know um so there's nothing wrong with asking mm. but i feel like sometimes you'll be in a position where for example this has happened to me in previous roles yeah. not in Kubrick yeah. yeah. um but for example i'll say oh no i can't even have water and then they'll be like are you sure i can't just get you a drink are you sure and it's like if i could have a drink i would just you have would a drink do, yeah yeah i'm not choosing not to yeah you're not choosing to be a martyr for the sake of telling <laughs> yeah. people that no yeah. that's that's um but then i think another challenge is when people don't fast um so uh, i've never experienced this but i know sometimes in the past like for example if you're menstruating you can't fast mm. but then you'd feel too awkward to eat or drink at work because you're like then people might say, say that, yeah. why are you eating your drinking and yeah. then obviously you don't want to tell your personal the, the, yeah absolutely <laughs> you don't want everyone to know wow, that wow i didn't even think of that um, but yeah so sometimes you'll like literally be thirsty all day or starving all day just because you can't be bothered for the question the conversation and the and questions the yeah is, it's not that it's a bad question it's just you don't want people to know when is your time of the month yeah yeah um, understood so it's kind of awkward um so there's challenges like that so i feel like one thing that i would say is uh if you see someone not fasting they could be their health they mm. could be unwell and they don't want anyone to know they're unwell yeah. it could be they're on medication for a certain thing yeah. um which like for example if you're on antibiotics you can't fast because you have to take it three times a day um so i feel like one of the challenges is people not understanding what fasting means but it's also a challenge if you're not fasting because yeah. people are like isn't it ramadan yeah. like it's so it's a bit it's a bit like ask questions but also don't be too intrusive yeah. like just if you see something and you're really interested like maybe pull them to a side and ask them mm-hmm. but at the same time if you see someone eating don't be like why are you eating yeah i i still can't believe that people you know would would question because it's it's also like you know some people who it's completely different but work in any kind of a different way and someone highlights that and makes yeah. a big deal out of that or yeah. says you know oh, that's interesting why why are you doing that how are you working like that you know yeah. a, i think asking a genuine question if it comes from being inquisitive isn't a bad thing but then sort of passing judgment and saying oh should is it not you yeah, know that, yeah. that type of i think that's like that's attitude. exactly right yeah. it's the way you go about it yeah. um and then another challenge is obviously uh so in islam we have five daily prayers yes um but during ramadan the night prayer is a lot longer mm. um and then on top of that people voluntarily um so we believe in during ramadan um everything that you're rewarded for is like times a thousand wow, um okay. so where you'd be rewarded for something like for prayer in ramadan that just like levels up so because of that obviously people voluntarily worship all through the night mm-hmm. and the night is the best time to do worship because yeah. the reason behind that is because that's when people usually sleep and everyone's tired so the reward is greater because when you should be asleep you're choosing not to be and mm-hmm. worship instead yeah um so one of the main challenges is tiredness um but i didn't know what if by your question if you meant like challenges with fasting or challenges from other people but 
I think I've covered both. You've covered both. No, 100%. I think it's just challenges in general because it is such an important part of a Muslim's identity. So that's such an amazing thing that you guys get to have that time of self-reflection. But then I guess when it comes to, and, and actually I'm glad that you touched on the way that people interact with you and the challenges around that. But again, when you're faced with hunger, tiredness, all of that. Um, maybe this is a bit of a, a rookie question, but I was going to ask, do you feel like your performance at work is inevitably affected? Do you feel like you your concentration wanes? Do you notice a drop in terms of energy? Like, just so that people know, and obviously everyone's going to be different in terms of yeah. that, but maybe for you personally, do you notice that work for you changes during yeah. Ramadan? How, how does that I happen? I feel like I think anyone would would lie if they're saying it's not more challenging mm. um but it's really strange and it's i feel like muslims understand but speaking to a non-muslim it's like they would think how does that even make sense but it's really strange in ramadan it's like all of a sudden you you just become so adapted to that cycle yeah so if anyone asked me outside of Ramadan to fast and come to work, I'd probably collapse. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know if it's like this uh, feel of community or this feel of this is something we have to do, but it's kind of like you adapt. But I definitely do struggle with it in terms of one is I can't have coffee. So, God, yeah. Or I already have way less sleep than I usually would. Yeah. And then on top of that, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm on like two hours sleep yep. and I can't have a coffee. Yeah. Um. So instantly, no energy drinks, no coffee. Uh, and obviously throughout your workday, you snack, you get hungry. Yep. You can't do any of that. So I definitely think, I don't think it affects performance massively, but I feel like it affects myself. So mm. I still get the work done, but it's like, I'm just a bit more tired doing it. Right. Um. And I do feel like uh, things like, for example, your lunch break, mm. you don't, really eat lunch so it's like if I'm working from home I'll try to take that hour to like catch up on my sleep or just rest or just like go away from my laptop and lie down for mm-hmm. a bit so like my brain's rested enough to go back into focus yeah um but yeah definitely I feel like it is a lot more challenging yeah but I think like I said it's so hard to explain but during that month you just become strong enough to do it yeah and so it doesn't personally anyway it doesn't massively affect me no I think that that's that's actually really interesting because I can almost imagine after you've done it a few times you sort of do go into that autopilot and you're so laser focused on if that is at a certain time so actually if you wouldn't mind touching on the actual observation of Ramadan how do where do prayers come in when does yeah. if that happen? Maybe explain a little bit about what that is, and and when you break your fast and when you do the work and kind of the cadence of events would be great. Yeah, so I'll kind of do like a day in my life. Yes, I mean, that would be great. Let's the, do a the day prayers, in your life. the prayers will all be at the same time for everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe everyone functions differently. Yeah. So um, again, like I said, because the, the calendar month moves back ten days every year, the timings will change. So if you're listening to this in like two years from now, yeah, I'm sure it'll be completely different. It'll be completely different. different. Wow. Um, but. Suhoor is like when the fast closes. So that's around sunrise time. There's five daily prayers. The first one is an hour before sunrise. Before that prayer starts, five minutes before it starts, you have to finish eating. Um, So usually I wake up around quarter to four, Mm -hmm. eat by four o'clock. 
brush my teeth, relax a bit, and then pray. And this is where the issues start because generally you have that prayer anyway. Yeah. But you just wake up, pray, go back to sleep. But because you stay awake for so long and you eat in between, it's just like yeah, just so broken up. Yeah. Um. So then I finish that prayer and then I have like two hours to sleep in between work. So I sleep again, wake up for work, start my work day. Um. At the moment, we only have one prayer which falls in work time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's around midday. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, it's around 2 p.m. Um, so then we do that prayer, carry on working, and then come 5.30, I log off my laptop straight away. <laughs> um, I try to nap for an hour in between. Yeah. But also one amazing thing about Ramadan and moving on to iftar is generally... Uh, Every rule in Islam is based around self-discipline and being a good person. Yeah. And one of the rules in Islam, which I'm personally I don't follow as well as I should, and I'm sure a lot of people don't, is not overeating. And that's solely based on the fact that to stop you from becoming too greedy mm. or trying to live too ostentatiously. And one big, big thing in Islam is everyone's equal. So a king is no different to its servant and uh, one race isn't more significant than another race. And this thing in Islam of eating within proportions and not overeating to the point where you feel sick Mm -hmm. is to stop you from becoming too obnoxious. Um, But the beauty of Ramadan is because we're stopping ourselves from eating all day, um, God doesn't put a restriction Mm -hmm. on food. So... Some people take that to extreme levels yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they're like, I can eat whatever I want. Yeah. Um, but because you're not questioned on how much you eat or what you eat, you can just basically go crazy. Yeah. Um, a lot of preparations involved in. I've seen some of the, I have to say, I've seen some of the, the like I can only it's describe like it feast as a feast. Every it's day, literally. Unbelievable. It's like some the people feast are really of good. my dreams. The literally. food there. I was just like, how can, and people prepare it and it's so much love and like yeah. the family all comes together, which is fantastic. But I was just thinking every day, yeah, if it, you go it for is, that. It's long in I'd terms of preparation. as well, right? Yeah. It, it adds to that. It is, it is tiring. But so what I do is I finish work at 5.30, rest for like, an hour and then I start preparing dinner. Yeah. Um, obviously I have help from like my husband and, but it's still it's still long because yeah. he can only make cereal so he helps. But <laughs> I feel like he causes more chaos than help. Yeah. Um, maybe, they, maybe they design it that way though. Yeah. Like maybe- They intentionally really, do they intentionally it. intentionally yeah. do it. Like, oh, no, the cereal. <laughs> See, that's all I can do. No, that's, um, a, that's a good one though. He's like, I'm really good at making cereal. <laughs> so then around, it's closer to eight o'clock now, so around ten to eight, uh, we open our fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the time changes by a couple of minutes every day, so yeah. it's getting longer each day, which is really hard. Um, but so then, as soon as we open our fast, five minutes after fast opens, the next prayer starts. Yeah. Um, and then, some people eat everything then pray. <laughs> some in five people, in a five minute period. No, they just like pray a little bit later. Right. Okay. But some people are like, which is me kind of people just pray so that then we can just peacefully eat Eat, yeah islamically you can't not eat and pray if it's going to distract your prayer so if in your prayer all you're thinking about is food and i'm hungry then it's better to actually delay your prayer and eat um so then we eat and we eat and we eat (laughs) yeah um and then after that it's the final prayer of the day Mm -hmm. um and that's the one that becomes longer during ramadan how long does it normally so for example, usually it would take me about 15, 20 minutes. Okay. 
but in Ramadan it will take me about 40 minutes um so it's just like it's just like some additional prayers yeah. but some people don't consider them obligatory so if you miss them mm. it's not the end of the world yeah but it's highly recommended that you do and then it's just literally pray through the night as long as you can until sunrise again <laughs> that's wow it's nice that it's all laid out and yeah <laughs> you kind of don't have to think too much through it two things what steps can your peers not management exactly but your peers around you what could steps could we take to be more accommodating towards you is there anything you know when you're talking about naps and things like that you know are people for the most part supportive of the different you know different ways that you you need to take that yeah. rest for yourself i think the main thing is just flexibility um one thing is that i would never expect people to go out of their way for me because yeah. this is my faith and something i choose to believe in and i choose to do so i think it's unfair to make people go out of their way to accommodate you for something that you're doing out of your own personal choice mm -hmm. and that's one thing that generally with my faith i'm very personal i don't really like to discuss it a lot because it's just my own journey yeah, of course. um but the reason i came on here today is just to make people understand a bit more about it um but in terms of like I, I wouldn't want people to feel like they have to go out of their way to accommodate me. And I don't feel like that's fair because it's my choice. And if you're not Muslim, I don't expect you to do the same. Yeah. But I think there is steps people can take in terms of like flexibility. So one is maybe cutting down meeting time. Um, yeah, that's a good I one. do attend a lot of meetings. Um, but since Ramadan started, I've been trying to make sure that I only take on specific ones because... The more you talk, the thirstier you get. Yeah. Um, as an example, right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just, I was just actually when you said that, I was thinking, God, she's been talking for about thirty five minutes now, so I'm really not helping. But I, I so appreciate. No, no, honestly, I think it's, it's fine. really, really. I, I'm really helpful. happy that I got a chance to do this. Yeah. Um, another one is like, for example, working hours. Um, so like I said, we don't sleep much at night. So, yeah. considering we don't eat anything at lunch, um, maybe like start an hour later or finish an hour earlier. Whatever works for everyone. I mean, yeah. every I feel like everyone is on their own journey and there's some people want to throw themselves into work so that it's easier for them. But I feel like the main thing is in terms of how people can be accommodating is just not like pressure them and expect too much. And mm. how we were talking earlier about, you know, you kind of slow down at work during Ramadan, you're tired, yeah. like you haven't had as much sleep, you don't have coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know about everyone else, but I can't live without coffee. So. I know, you're talking to probably the world's <laughs> biggest coffee addict. So I, I completely oh, nice. sympathise. So I feel like, and then obviously if you have withdrawal symptoms from coffee, your head's going to start hurting. So I feel like it's just, I mean, obviously work is work and it's something you have to do, but just yeah. not pressurising them to work to tight deadlines or like overworking them. And if they do log off an hour early and they haven't taken lunch, like just, let it be yeah things like that i yeah. think to be fair i think one good thing about kubrick is they're very relaxed like that in terms of like there's no micromanaging mm -hmm. and things um but yeah i think i don't think there's anything that i've noticed at kubrick that people aren't doing which is yeah. a really positive thing yeah that, that is um, but these are just suggestions for anyone listening like i think the main thing is just being flexible and not expecting the most yeah absolutely and actually this this may be a similar answer that you're going to give me so if it's basically 
repeat of what you just said, that's fine as well. Um, keep it to minimal words. But uh, what steps do you think, say, for example, our consultants, they're at the junior end of their career, you've had experience, obviously, you're a marketing manager, so you've yeah. climbed the rank. Uh, if it's their first job, if it's their first time on client site, they're trying to prove themselves, as we all do when we're first starting out in our career. You don't want to stand out. You want to you know, well, you want to stand out in terms of your performance, but you, you also just want to fit in culturally to yeah. what everyone's doing. What advice would you have for our consultants going on client site who are observing Ramadan? I think my main thing is uh, confidence in what you believe in. Yeah. And I think personally speaking, how I just mentioned, my faith is so personal to me. Um, I don't even like to discuss it with my family, but not because I can't or because I'm embarrassed of it. It's just, it's, for me, it's such a beautiful thing that I just want to keep to myself. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the reason, one reason why I'm here today is for this exact reason. I feel like the main thing is just to be confident. We live in a society where now, like, you can identify as whatever you want to. And if you want to be identify as a person or an yeah. alien, like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. And so you shouldn't feel shy or, like, scared to say you're Muslim because... I feel like this is the best time to be Muslim in this society because you can be Muslim without anyone judging you and yeah. without anyone questioning you. And I feel like a lot of people have the perceptions they do on Islam. And this is another reason why I came here today is because no one speaks about it. Yeah. Like if the whole purpose of Islam is peace and being a kind person, but because no one talks about it, people see the media and they have their own perceptions. But I feel like from a Kubrick's perspective, Kubrick is so focused on diversity and inclusion yeah. that I feel like any of our clients would be diverse anyway because yeah. otherwise they wouldn't be working with us yeah. because we're so diversity first. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like for any consultant going to a client site, the chances are they are already very diverse and very accepting. Yeah. Um, but the best thing to do if you are shy or like you don't just have like a one to one meeting with your manager right. and just explain um, how we're talking now. Uh, you might feel nervous or like awkward, but everyone believes in whatever they want to believe in and yeah. no one can take that away from you. So if if you don't have that conversation, you'll never know how they feel. So you could be sitting there thinking, oh, my God, this is so awkward. Oh, my God, they're not going to understand. Right. But one, they might have already had a conversation with someone like this yeah so they might already know um but also by educating them you're helping other new starters from going through that awkward phase yeah and if the worst case scenario you speak to them and they're not understanding then you know that it's not the right role for you so yeah. either way it is beneficial for you absolutely um, you would never want to work somewhere where you're not allowed to be you're not allowed to follow your own opinions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you are working somewhere like that, that's a very toxic environment. So it's good to have that conversation to know uh, to get yeah, out. Absolutely. I think that that's that's really it. We've all, you know, we've been talking about so many different topics in this podcast, being a woman in this yeah. industry, being neurodiverse, you know, uh, being LGBTQ, you know, it's, yeah. it's all about having the confidence to be different yeah. and to vocalise that your differences don't make you weaker at work what it means is that you have to potentially operate in a slightly different manner to achieve the same yeah, results 100%. so I, I really agree with that and I think that anyone listening if, if that's something that you're struggling or maybe don't have the the uh the right way of going about it or a bit nervous I think Halima's given a brilliant insight into that so thank you um right. I, I'd say 
I, I really wanted to understand as well. You talked about that sense of community that Muslims have, and that's something that that drives you forward again within you know Kubrick's strong focus with diversity and inclusion a lot of that is building that community so yeah. we've got uh you know strong partnership with women in data we've got our own women in data community internally at Kubrick yeah. you know what's you know talk to me a little bit about that sense of community that you feel um and and how that grows through that period of Ramadan I feel like the sense of community just comes from we all understand what we're going through. Yeah. Obviously, everyone has their own personal journey, but you're all hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you're all tired yeah. and you're all thirsty. Yeah. Um. So, you know, some people may be more religious than others. And one thing that's forbidden in Islam is judging people, but mm. it does happen, unfortunately. But I feel like this is the one month where Muslims because they're trying so hard to be good and not do these bad things, including judging people, it's the one month where everyone comes together because all these people who are in different stages mm. of practice and different stages of religion, it's like in that moment, it's like we're just all one big family. Yeah. And so if, for example, I, this is, I shouldn't really say this, but just to give an example, like someone who will judge another Muslim outside of Ramadan and be like, oh, they don't even practice their religion properly or things. In Ramadan, it's more support them yeah. and help them get closer to God. Yeah. So, I mean, it's sad that it's not like that all year round. Yeah. Um, but there's also a lot of other things. It's not just the judging thing. Um, one thing that I notice every year is uh, in Ramadan, we do a lot more charity work as well, just yeah. because, like I said, the rewards are higher. Um, and it's not just charity as in uh, feeding poor children or helping people in, in like third world countries. A lot of it is within our own community. So for example, like I got a message yesterday on WhatsApp, like a group message, uh, which was, uh, there's a single mom who is struggling with the cost of living. Mm. So if anyone can help with the iftar meals, um, please let us know. And every day one family will cook for them. Um, so iftar is such a important part of Ramadan, like I was saying, in terms of we can feast. Yeah. So although there's third world countries who are struggling, there's a lot of poverty within the UK. And there's a lot of people who are living on benefits, who can't afford things. Um, this, I've received messages of like where the dad's too unwell to work and they're just really struggling and things. Right. So it's like everyone comes together to help those people. And I feel like I just want to touch upon one other thing. I don't just feel like the Muslim community unites. I feel like the community as a whole does. Um, from personal experience, I try to involve myself in charity work as much as I can, which is hard in when you're working in yeah. things. Um, but for example, last, uh, I've actually moved out of Oxford now, but when I was living in Oxford, uh, every Ramadan we would feed the homeless in Oxford and that's not feeding Muslims. Yeah. It's just feeding anyone who needs who help. Needs the help yeah. um, and we were providing jackets and coats because it was cold. Um, there's, And it brings the whole community together. And even in terms of like from personal experience, neighbors, um, when you're cooking feasts, yeah. it's like, it's just natural instinct to give a bit to your neighbors whether they're Muslim or not. And I feel like that kind of brings a sense of overall community and not just Muslim community yeah. because it's like you're getting closer to your neighbours, like 
they're happy, you're happy, and then you're building bonds. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the Muslim community. I feel like it's just overall unity. And I feel like because majority of Muslims are self-reflecting and trying to be better, that betterness is then reflected onto others. Yeah. And it's just like a domino effect. effect of it. Yeah, I think if you, you know, it's always, it's always like, I loved what you said before as well about um, you're paying it forward. You're you're setting the tone for future people who yeah. come and you're setting an example almost yeah. for people. And I think that when you, when you operate out of that element of trying to be better, trying to be more kind, trying to be, uh, you know, more inclusive to other people and accepting and forgiving and all of that, that, that does have that domino effect. And, yeah. you know, even in work, I think sometimes it gets, like you said, right, I think the first thing you said was that, our whole lives we're so tunnel vision we've got this and then we jump to this and then yeah. we've got work and then we've got gym and we've got diet you know we've got everything but I think taking that time maybe to pause and reflect on things that are slightly greater yeah actually has a knock-on effect to potentially even making you prioritize the right things 100%. take the right meetings instead of yeah. just joining everything for the sake of it yeah. um you know getting tunnel visioned in the right way about about work and about other priorities in your life that also hold just as much meaning 100%. so that that's amazing I, I feel like um you know all these things in ramadan is like you're trying not to complain as much yeah. you're trying not to judge people you, i mean you should be doing this all year round but it's it's yeah. more focused in ramadan but then it's like for example you're you you become so much more patient uh, just not eating and still for example you don't know how hungry i am right now yeah. but i'm not going to snap at you just because i'm hungry and that builds patience and yeah. all these things that you're fixing in yourself the best way to explain it is like if a dog keeps barking at you and you ignore it, it will stop. But if you're both just going at each other, yeah. it, it would just never end. And it's like, rather than trying, this is one thing that I try to live by is when you're frustrated at how people are or like this person doesn't do this properly or this person isn't like this or why doesn't this person do that? Don't try to change the world, just change yourself. And yeah. by changing yourself, you are changing the world. Yeah, Because it's easy for me to be like, oh, Rocky is so impatient, mm -hmm. but True. <laughs> <laughs> I just you randomly got, you get me. <laughs> you get but, me. <laughs> but if if you're impatient mm -hmm. and I, I'm just impatient back. We'll just argue, Keep right? Going. Yep, yep. Whereas if you're impatient and every time you're impatient, I just stay calm mm. and I'm like, maybe we could do things this way. At some point, you're going to be like, actually, that way was easier. Um, so. I feel like making changes in yourself is making changes in others. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's that Ramadan is just I, I I love Ramadan, but a lot of Muslims just literally count down the days till Ramadan. Yeah, because yeah. it's like the changes that you make in yourself, you're trying to make for the year and it is it is a domino effect. Mm -hmm. Like whether you believe it or not, I mean not you literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you are because the better you are as a person if someone's a bad person and they're constantly around good company, they'll become they'll good. They'll become good. So, I, I really believe that too. Can people who aren't Muslim also observe Ramadan? Because we're talking about, you know, how you're helping other people and all of, you know, all of the work that you're doing, you personally and also the wider Muslim community to kind of bring a general sense of giving and community back. Yeah. Um, are, you know, can they observe Ramadan or how, and how do they go about doing 100%. that? 100%. Um, they can observe Ramadan, but I feel like a lot of non-Muslims already do without knowing because intermittent fasting. Yes. <laughs> that is <laughs> yeah. that is basically yeah. what we do in Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like from a Muslim perspective, 
we do all these things for ourselves, but uh-huh. also for a reward from God. And I feel like people who don't follow a religion, um, other religions might understand this concept, but people who don't follow a religion, religion might be like, what is your reward from God? Yeah. But I feel like the biggest point on that is, it's a reward to yourself. Um, you, I just, I just, I can't explain it. It's just such a beautiful thing to do. And I would recommend it to the whole world because it's like I was going back to those barriers. When you're hungry, it stops you from doing more bad because that hunger is a reminder of why you're trying to be yeah. good. Yeah. The thirst is a reminder of why you're trying to be good. When you're tired and you're like, oh my God, I can't do this. It's like, no, I'm, there's a reason why I'm doing this. And it's self-discipline. I feel like if somebody asked me to stop junk food or diet or eat healthy any other time of the year, I'd be like, I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in Ramadan, it's like, you just do. Right. And it's strange because I would not be able to go a whole day without eating any other day of the year. Yeah. Um, but I feel like for non-Muslims, I would highly, highly recommend, even not a month, just a week, even not a week, just a day. But I feel like, if you can try to do it for more than a day, because obviously if you do it for a day, it's just like, I'm just waiting till the end of the day to yes, eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you do it for a couple of days, even if it's three days, and you understand it's not just about stopping yourself from mm-hmm. eating, there's greater reasons behind it. Yeah. Talking about what all the things I've mentioned, like you're focusing on not complaining and not lying yeah. or cheating, being good to people, being compassionate, giving to charity. If you observe Ramadan how it should be observed and not just the food part yeah. I feel like even people who don't follow a religion will be amazed because you're not just getting for, for Muslims you're getting rewards from God but as a human being for, if take religion out of it you are rewarding yourself massively because yeah. you're loving yourself more you're respecting others more and just overall your morals everything you're just bettering yourself as a person i i love that explanation actually i think that that's because sometimes that's where the conflict lies i guess is is you know if people don't follow a religion how what would be the perceived benefits yeah. of doing something like that um but but i think that you've explained it perfectly and i i think i wanted to really wrap things up by asking you know when does ramadan end this year and how do muslims generally celebrate the end of ramadan because i'm sure that that's that's always a really nice thing to look forward to yeah. as well I think that's a funny question that you asked is when Ramadan ends because like I said the Muslim calendar Islamic calendar depends on the moon yes yes Uh, so another thing that Muslims have an issue with is every year booking a day off for Eid because Christmas is just Christmas right yes yeah yeah but with Eid it's like "Mm, I don't know if it's going to be this day or this day and then your manager's like how can you not Not know which day Eid is yeah Um, so it's actually a really exciting period so it's either 29 or 30 days Mm -hmm. um, and the moon isn't sighted until evening time, yeah. which is after iftar and after fast opens. Yeah. So it's really interesting because there's this like big excitement. So even during Ramadan, like how people decorate their Christmas trees and stuff, a lot of families, including myself, yeah. uh, we decorate for Ramadan. So the whole of Ramadan, like I have decorations up in my house uh-huh. and then Eid comes and it's like, oh my God, like it's finally here because yeah. we've like fasted for a whole month. Right, and right. Self-discipline is hard. Yep. Doing that for oh, a whole God, month, I, you want your reward. 100%. Yeah. Um, so then on the evening of the 29th fast, it's like, is it going to be eat tomorrow or are we fasting tomorrow? And it's like this awkward thing because that long prayer I said is only when you're fasting. Mm. So it's like, do we read? Do we not read? Yeah. And it's like, it's this this long thing. And then the moon is sighted and then usually uh, 
the people at the mosque will be the ones to find out if it's sighted or not. So then you're like, everyone's trying to ring the mosque and it's like, it's user busy because there's so many people trying to ring. I and you're like, know that. it's so such you an have exciting... Con- you have to get the confirmation from yeah, the, the mosque. mosque. Oh, wow, And the funny okay. thing is, usually the mosque, as soon as they know, they announce it anyway. Right, okay. But everyone's so impatient. The moment they open their fast, they're like ringing the mosque. That's a, um, wow. And then, yeah, so then when it is Eid the next day um, it's just like the best way to describe it is Christmas but it's it's our equivalent to Christmas but it's like the best day ever it's like the feasts in Ramadan on steroids really that's amazing (laughs) Um, and I'm guessing big family parties and all of that a lot of togetherness Um, and that Muslim community that we were mentioning earlier is also very, very strong on Eid. So there's a lot of families, there's a lot of reverts who don't have family or friends close. Some people live abroad, things like that. Um, So I have never, ever experienced Eid where there's not a big gathering. So, I mean, we're a very big family, so we celebrate together. Mm -hmm. But for people who don't have that family feel, there's so, so many events where they can just go and like, there's just stalls and like gifts. Um, and some things about Eid is if you can afford it, you're recommended to wear new clothes. Um, we dress up a lot, like a lot. I've <laughs> seen some of the the outfits that you yeah. wear. It's like you're going to like I've a got wedding, to go to yeah, it's like a wedding, honestly. Um, I, I remember seeing, I think it was it was on the street, actually. I think it was it was just they must have been going to an Eid party yeah but it's literally like a party literally completely you all look gorgeous it's it's so exciting Um, yeah another thing that's highly recommended is gifting yeah um so now it's boring for me because i'm an adult so i give more gifts than i receive as a kid i'm guessing it must literally it's like i used to love it like and it's like the one day where my dad would actually let us ask (laughs) there's another thing which we call ed which is basically money yeah um so we used to go around asking everyone for ed and like my dad was very strict and like, anything you need, ask me. Don't ask everyone ask else. Ask everyone, yeah. And on that one day, so like, you know when your aunties and uncles give you money and it's like, no, 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 you can't take it. Oh, Indians do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but you have to do the like, fake thing of where you're pushing no, it away, but, but as you a child, want you really want to take it. Yeah, oh, we've been through that But whole thing. literally, that's the one day where you can go crazy and ask everyone. <gasps> oh, great. So that's brilliant. Kids go all out. Yeah. And then it's just like a... I mean, people celebrate in different ways. Some people go out or like have a day out, like Mm. for example, to, I don't know, like a theme park, a restaurant. Some people just stay home. Uh, The past few years, because obviously it's been in summer, we've been doing a lot of barbecues and we intend to do a barbecue this year, but it also depends on the weather. I know, Um, some days you get, I mean, yesterday you have torrential rain. Today it's like sunny. Hopefully it's a day like today. It's just, please. But Um, yeah, um, we play games and we just like celebrate it's really hard though because on Eid you want to eat all day. Yes. Because you're not restricted. But because you're so used to restricting yourself, you can't eat enough. Yeah. You can't eat as much as you normally do. Does it take a while to revert back to yeah. being able to have 100%. breakfast, lunch, and dinner after yeah, that? It does. Definitely. Okay. Because on Eid day, I'm like, I'm literally having like a feast just for breakfast. Like, right. I'll be drinking Coke at breakfast. Oh time. my gosh. Wow. But it's Some so people hard. do do that normally here though. I, I, fi- I, I did find go that... through a phase of that. Did you actually? But then, I, I, find then that... I went back to coffee. Yeah. See, because people are always like, oh, you drink, you know, you drink so much coffee. You must, you know, Coke is not that different. So much caffeine. But it's just the thought of having a fizzy yeah. drink in the morning. But I, I get that if you've been yeah, deprived it's of that. it's literally a day of celebration oh, and just that. chilling and enjoying time together. Yeah. Uh, we do have an actual Eid prayer. So really early in the morning, there's, 
two or three different times where you can go mosque in case you miss one. Yeah. And there's Eid prayer. Um, and then there's like a sermon. So like the imam will just talk about a specific topic. Usually it's like reflecting on Ramadan and like kind of like a talk on just because Ramadan's left, don't change your ways kind of thing. Mm. Um, and that's when usually like everyone... so. Because you celebrate in your families, that mosque is the time where you can like meet your friends and like just right. mingle with everyone before you go off into your yep, little yep, yep. groups. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's just a day to chill and enjoy really. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Well, um, I, I think unless you want to add anything else. I think that's it for me. Okay. Um, well, yeah, I just wanted to say once again, thank you so much. I think so many um, of our Muslim uh, consultants and everyone else listening is going to really take so much value and be like, someone gets it. They get it. Like they're, they're vocalizing to the world exactly what we're going through. And there's so many beautiful elements of uh, Islam and also Ramadan that you guys you know, attain and get towards the, you know, the, during the process and at the end of it as yeah. well. So thank you for coming on okay. and, and sharing. Any final thoughts from you? A lot of people think Ramadan is just about stopping yourself from eating and drinking. Um, and obviously that does remind us of like the poorer people and people who don't have it. But focus on self-love. Don't think of it as a chore or think of it as this is something we have to do. Think of it as a time for yourself. You will get so much more out of it because I... Don't think, oh, I have to pray five, like, well, you pray five times a day anyway, but I don't think I have to pray all through the night. I think, you know, sometimes when your life's so busy or your day's so busy and you just want like five minutes to yourself. Yeah. And it's like, it's so noisy and your head is just clouded. It's like use Ramadan to, when those times you're praying and those times you're hungry, use that as a time to just find yourself again. Right. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> My final point is use Ramadan to find yourself and to just take yourself out of the world and deep who you actually are yeah. and what you believe in yeah. and just try to better yourself. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. I think that's something that we can all take on board, um, you know, Ramadan aside and, yeah, you know, going literally. forward in the year. But it's a really lovely thing that you guys have the time to focus on that specifically during this month. And I think everyone can hopefully take some of those lessons on board and some helpful tips about how to approach colleagues in the workplace and also how to deal with those conversations internally and externally. So thank you, Halima. Really okay. appreciate thank it. You so and much thank you everyone uh, for listening to Diversifying yeah, thank Data. You. Yeah.